This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Move to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep that change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, and this is our 100th episode. We have, we have reached a point that many podcasts never make it to, and uh, to celebrate that achievement, we have a special show in store for you. But first, let me bring in our panel for the evening. First, sitting across the virtual table from me as he has on 72 of these 100 episodes, is my co-host from the word go, Mr. John Irons. How are you doing, sir? Somebody did math. I did. I did some adding. (laughs) And also with us, coming in second for number of appearances, this is number 56 for Rick. How are you, sir? Glory to the house of potato. (laughs) And coming in third with her number of appearances is the newest member of our show, uh, having been on the mic with us for, including tonight, eight times. Virginia, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. How are y'all? Doing wonderful. And friend of the show and the professional geek that's been on the show a total of seven times, including tonight, Mr. Joe Crow. How are you? Hey, fabulous. Seven times. I almost caught you. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to celebrate our 100th show tonight, we're going to kind of take it easy, lay back, and, and just play a couple of games. It's going to be a, a game-heavy show. We're going to play Sci Fighters. If you're new to listening, uh, we'll explain that to you as we go. And after we play that, we're going to do a crossover bit with Captain Game Show. And I'm going to let uh, John lead us in the gameplay style that he uh, designs for his podcast. But before we do that, we need to review a movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. No, 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 no. I want to. I want to. Uh, we're not. Ant Man and the Wasp came out last weekend. As we're recording this, by the time it's released, it'll actually have been out for two or three weeks. So uh, we're going to talk about it for a minute. We won't get too. We won't get into a lot of detail. We won't spoil anything. Uh, because Virginia, you haven't seen it yet, right? I have not. That's okay. right. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil anything. But I I'll, also have not. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, nah, that does I surprise me. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> that does surprise me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I'll go first. Okay. I thought this movie was great. I thought that it was... I Personally, I thought it was a lot better than the first one. I thought that it was a fun movie. It had a lot of cool effects. It made me laugh a lot. I had to go in knowing that the science of this thing was going to give me a headache if I thought about it too much. Because they're so inconsistent with a lot of the rules in, involving the mass of objects that shrink or get bigger and all of that, all that kind of stuff. But I knew that going in because I saw the first one. But I loved all the references to uh, Civil War 
the explanation as to why he wasn't involved in Infinity War. All of that was great. Um, the only thing that I didn't like was the gangsters that they shoehorn, shoehorned in just so they could have that car chase, you know, in the climax. I didn't like that they added that, but I loved, I always love Walton Goggins. So any, if he's in it, you know, I'm going to like his character, even if I feel like he was kind of shoehorned in. But, uh, but I know Rick feels differently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so full, dis- full disclosure, I did not care for the first one. Um, I, I have had to come to the conclusion that I just, I think Ant-Man is a stupid hero. Um, <clears throat> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just, I found the, uh, the, um, you know, uh, personality Whoa. just... Y'all keep talking. I'm storming out. <laughs> if you hear someone throwing chairs, it's probably Joe. <laughs> all right, let, let, let me. All right, let me. Let me just say this: It is not a bad movie. As a movie, it's fine. Um, mostly, uh, I found it a bit more coherent than the first one. Uh, although, see, the, my problem with both movies is they couldn't make up their minds if they wanted to be a serious film or a comedy, and it did both badly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to spoil, so I'm trying to tap dance around some of my points. Um, the science didn't bother me so much in this one because I just was like, uh, screw it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, say what? That's the right attitude. Yeah. But it's, I've done, I've done this rant, you know, I did this rant on Facebook and, I know that I'm looking at a comic book film and asking for for plausibility, and that's not what I'm really looking for. My my deal is, you know, I'm a Star Trek fan. I grew up watching Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica and Space 1999 and and all of the you know all of the cartoon superhero stuff, and you know warp drive and transporters and phasers and and uh, uh, you know flying people from Krypton, et cetera, et cetera. All of that stuff is ludicrous and not plausible. I get that. But what I do ask for in my fiction is internal consistency, and the Ant-Man mythos does not have any. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Rucker. <laughs> Thomas Rucker. That was... I, <laughs> I don't particularly. I'm. Have I defended the Thomas Riker storyline? I think it's kind of stupid. Um. But, uh, you know, I, the whole Lewis's stories in the first movie were kind of mm-hmm. cute, but got really on my nerves after a while. Well, they only did that really once in this movie, right? I know, and it yeah. it didn't belong there. <laughs> like you said, shoe that whole subplot was shoehorned in. There was no need for any of them to be in this movie. Uh, Hank Pym is an asshole <laughs> who has who. I don't understand why anyone wants to know his story because every time he's on screen, he's just a jerk. And every time we meet someone from his past, they think he's a jerk. There's no, no learning of the character. The whole MacGuffin of the thing is about someone we've never seen before and really don't care. So I never felt a sense of urgency or danger in the whole thing. Um, it felt like they were trying to go for a, a Deadpool vibe, but never even came close 
Uh, I'm sure Paul Rudd is a nice guy, but I find Scott Lang to be a, a damp dish rag as a character. Uh, Hope was a hell of a lot more interesting in the first movie. In this one, I think she was on screen for five minutes, and then the rest of it was all her stunt doubles and CGI. Um, well, I, I just said for that could be said for Scott too. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I just I was bored. And that to me is one of the, you know, like Star Trek Generations, it's capital offense in my book is it bored me. Uh, and if a, a movie like this is boring to me, that's that's a big problem. And I did not go in wanting to hate the movie, despite what you all may think, because I didn't like the first one. I had to see it because my wife wanted to go to see it. And, uh, you know, there have been times when I've told my wife, hey, go, go, you know, I'm not interested in this movie, but I don't, you know, and she's like, do you mind if I go by myself? I'm like, no, go by yourself. And then she won't. She won't go to the movies by herself. And then I feel guilty. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And I get, I gave blood for this movie because the, my local blood bank, you, very often they give away a, a free movie ticket or a couple of free movie tickets if you give blood on the right day in the right place. And so I did. I I spent a pint of my life's blood on this movie, and I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And that's all I can say without going into the specifics. As Luke Skywalker said, everything about what you just said is wrong. <laughs> 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 no, I mean everybody. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. John, what is your opinion? I liked it. Um, I here's here's my here's what I think about Ant Man. Ant Man really is the only film in the Marvel universe, with and and maybe Homecoming that I feel fine with my kids watching my kids are four and seven <laughs> yes and and yeah they 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 there's a there's a bad word here and there but for them i mean it's not bloody it's not you know people might shoot guns but no one ever really gets hit with a gun not really with a bullet um it's it's it, it is like uh, i heard another podcast basically say it's like a saturday morning cartoon and it is um, it gets actually points for that from me. Um, on its own, that aside, uh, I, en I enjoyed the film. I thought it was fun. I actually, um, I like the first one a little bit better. Um, I thought the action in this one, um, was better because like the, the fights were better. Um, but Scott himself, to me, seemed a little bit dumber in this in this installment than he did in the first one. Because there's like two or three times when they say something scientific, and he was like, I don't know what any of those words mean. And in the last one, I mean, yeah, okay, he wasn't an expert on quantum physics, but if they're talking about a complex electrical system or circuitry he he keeps up he's smart he's yeah, really really he's smart. an engineer yeah he's a he's yeah. electrical engineer so not tony stark smart he's not a mechanical hanging. excuse me but he is he's smarter than your average bear and that they kind of sacrifice that in the name of uh jokes in this one and that was really probably my biggest problem with the film 
And it wasn't even that big of a problem. It was annoying, um, but it <laughs> it was over quickly. So uh, I, I can move past it. Uh, the Louise stories didn't bother me. Like you said, I, and yeah, the gangster aspect was kind of shoehorned, but I was fine with that. It was fine. Because, I, 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 again, I felt like they they didn't take up a lot of my time. They didn't need to be there. They were in there a little bit. And the little then the time that they were there was entertaining enough. Um and I liked mm, see this is a spoiler. <laughs> um when oh well, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the good guys win. Um, <laughs> yeah. and when, that was uh, never in How code. dare you, sir? How <laughs> dare you spoil it? Well, we well, don't know because the good guy, the good guys, didn't win in Infinity War. So, <laughs> wow, spoiler! How dare you? So, <laughs> if you don't know that by now, then you don't belong on the internet, anyways. <laughs> True. Well, I'm just uh, so so when when uh, the Walter Goggins, I don't remember his name either. Um, the gangster guy is, let's say, defeated. Um, he's he's not really trying to give up and Scott's like, just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. You're embarrassing yourself. And he was. <laughs> and, and, and I think the all the, I felt like the audience was in agreement. Okay. The, you, you've, you've done enough. You're not really the, you're not really the driving force of this film. Just, you can, you can stop now. Film's almost over. You can stop. Now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought most of the jokes landed fine. I do think the first one was funnier, maybe because it was more unexpected. Um, and I, I will disagree with you, um, Rick, um, mm-hmm. on, on the idea that uh, it doesn't know if it wants to be a serious film or a comedy. It, it is firmly planted its flag in the comedy camp. Uh, that a couple of serious things happen does not even like no it's a comedy I will I will solve the mystery for you it's a comedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt that way to me you know I'm not going again that doesn't mean that every moment is funny or every joke is perfect but I mean they're, they're they they definitely ramped up the attempts at comedy um, and not in a good way in my opinion yeah, uh, it, it's 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 like a it's like a rush hour or a superhero film. Most of this movie, <laughs> and and therein lies the problem because I would not watch a rush hour movie if you put a gun to my head. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed rush hours. Yeah, one and two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now I I will I will say and I meant to say this before I started crapping on it, but. The, <laughs> <laughs> the dark side is strong with me tonight. Um, I, I will give them credit where it's due. The the CG in this movie was incredible. Uh, there were far fewer scenes where it was just like, oh, God, that was such a bad CG bit in this one than I think any other Marvel movie to date. Um, I just wish it had been in a better movie. I think that w- what you said about uh, Hank Pym being a jerk. I think the fact that he is a jerk, I mean, cause they really skipped 
Hank Pym's entire story of Ant-Man went straight to Scott in the first movie. Because Hank Pym's, and and Joe, you can probably attest to this, Hank Pym's backstory is kind of dark, isn't it? He's He wasn't a great guy. Is Joe there? Joe may have stepped away. Oh, I thought he was kidding. He really did leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not as versed in the comic world as, as Joe is, but I, yes. Yeah, I think uh, he did some some bad things, and that's, uh, it, and 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 him being arrogant and a jerk is consistent with <laughs> with uh, you know just like just like Tony Stark and and Doctor Strange and all the super geniuses. Uh, he, he definitely suffers from that affliction. And and I am perfectly willing to admit that, you know, since I have no, uh, you know, I know less about Ant-Man than I knew about almost any other hero going into these movies, uh, other than that there was a character named Ant-Man who could get really tiny and really big. Um, so, you know, most of the time for the Marvel films, uh, I haven't needed to be versed in the lore to enjoy the film. If that's the problem with this movie, then I'm afraid it's a failing of the film. No, I, I would, I would agree. I don't, I don't think that you need any particular Ant-Man knowledge and any more than you for any other Marvel movie. Oh, that's cool. That's a reference to that. Oh, that's cool. That's a reference to that. But I, no, I don't, I don't think you're necessarily missing anything. Um, no, I think Marvel is, has done a really good job of making all of these films so that if you don't know anything about the comics, you can enjoy it. But if you do have knowledge of the comics, you get a little extra layer. I think they've, they've I, done a pretty good job of all that. I also think that and, uh, it's not a it, – is the, the the chief villain a spoiler or is, is that – Is the what? Is no, because no, she, she was in the trailer. Yeah, she the was ghost. in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. I think that she was you know kind of – in the Darth Maul camp of could have been incredible but was totally wasted. She was just a one note through the whole movie and I was very disappointed with that too because I wanted to like her a lot more than I did. I was fine with the one note that she had and I liked her about as much as I um, think they expected me to. I think we're going to get more of her. Ant-Man yeah. 3. We'll see. Mm-hmm. See, I don't All mind right. Ant-Man as a, as a supporting character but um, I... Uh, Honestly, if my wife hadn't wanted to see this, I'd have been fine waiting for it to hit Amazon. Yeah. Um, and it will take a lot to drag me to an Ant-Man 3 if there is one. I don't mind him being <laughs> in there. You know what he reminds me of? And it, it just occurred to me. Uh, you know, back in the old Justice League uh, Super Friends cartoons, there was Apache Chief who the only thing he did was every now and then he'd show up and get really big and scare bad guys away. And then you'd never see him. And, you know, he yeah. was never at the parties <laughs> or the meetings or anything. Um, yeah. And I was always just like, what the, why? why? <laughs> uh, it, it, I think, I, I just, I think that the getting, getting big kind of makes sense, but getting tiny just never. And it's the same. I know there's a DC, the, the Adam or whatever. I just, I've never thought being able to get tiny was all that great of a superpower. And it's and it's all about the suit. And I know that, you know, Tony Stark is just Tony Stark without the Iron Man suit, but he's not because he's a super genius. And Scott Lang is just a schmuck who stumbled into the wrong heist and got a hold of a suit. And I just I can't 
I can't relate to the guy. I can't support. I can't root for him because I just don't. I ended up not caring about anyone in the movie. But if you stumble into the suit, and you are effective in the suit, in the suit, doesn't that mean you deserve the suit? But it may. It, I guess I don't know. I, you know how a lot of people complain that why is Ray so good all of a sudden? <laughs> You know, uh, 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 Hope trains him for like two, three days, and suddenly he's super fighter guy. Well, but he he wasn't coming in blind. He knew how to fight. Yeah, he he'd, knew been in, he'd been in prison. To, well, <laughs> he just he wasn't. He was a diamond in the rough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't. He wasn't honed. Yeah. I mean, I, and yes, I agree. The 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 montage of how you get. How you incorporate your super shrinkability into, you know, split second combat decisions? Yeah, they, that's probably ramped up. But you know what? They did the same thing in the Mask of Zorro, and <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a problem with it then. We got this a superhero movie. I don't have a problem with it now. Well, yeah, I mean, especially like in the first one, because if you have an origin story. If it takes them the entire movie to get to where they can fight, <laughs> you know that's going to be kind of a boring movie. Your your entire first movie is nothing but training <laughs> to learn how to do something for the second movie. You know. Yeah, I I'm, I'm just reaching for stuff. Now, I will say one one thing, and I, I'm not gonna ex, I'm not gonna explain it any more than this quote from Man of La Mancha in regards to the numerous car chases, whether the stone hits the pitcher. Or the pitcher hits the stone, it's going to be bad for the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Before we move on, I will say if you are one of the people that that when the credits start rolling in a Marvel movie and you get up and leave, I don't, I don't. know why you do that for are one thing. Are there still people who do that? Yeah, I there are. Yeah. Yeah. point to get used to the idea of sitting through the credits. But... I, I, at, Watch watch the the mid credit scene. You will yeah. Not watch be the first one. You don't have to stick around for the yeah, second one because it really wasn't worth sitting. Yeah, for 10 the second the second one was was a throwaway scene, but the mid credit one is worth staying for. And it's mid credits, so it's only like like two minutes into the credits. So yeah. and you see, I was fine with that. <laughs> it was like wow, I just sat through. Almost two hours of a movie. I don't know how long it was, but for that vital piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia, you asked something about your blog on Facebook today, and I, I didn't you? Oh, um, Sean had said that Discovery might be coming back in the oh, right. fall. So I said, um, I wonder if they had given out a specific date yet because I wanted to do like a lead up on my blog to be like, maybe to do like a rewatch, um, leading up to like the premiere or something like that. And, okay. And I mean, what I read today just said that they estimate that it will come out at the same time that it did last year, but it's already almost mid July. If it's going to come out in September, you would think that they would have said that by now. So well, I was I, so looking I it up and I, they're supposed to be at comic con next week. And I wonder if they're waiting to announce it till then you know they might yeah yeah we'll we'll definitely because they should be they they were saying that at the time they they fired uh harberts and and 
um, Gretchen, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they were, they had already done five up. They had already like, they were five episodes in. I don't yeah. know if they'd completed yeah, they completed the shooting or, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they could certainly be, be, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to play Sci Fighters. Uh, this is a game that we play from time to time that was kind of born from something that Joe likes to do at conventions. We take characters from pop culture. We place them in a Thunderdome, and we talk about who would win in their respective fights between each other. And each one has the theme. John, you've assembled our combatants. What's tonight's theme? Tonight, we will pit the fast against the furious. <laughs> Characters known. I like where this is going. <laughs> Characters known for their incredible speed versus characters known for their insatiable rage. Okay. Take it take it away. Alright. Um so let's see, there's how do you guys want to do it? Do you want to assign a battle to a particular guest and they decide until we get down to the maybe the title? That's how we've been doing it, isn't it? Yeah, no, we can do that. I mean, we're all going to talk about it anyway, but yeah, we yeah. can we can do that. All right, uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? Yes. Excellent. And this one's going to you. Representing Team Fast Dash from The Incredible mm-hmm. versus on Team Furious Zuko. Fire Prince. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's been a while since I've seen either of them. So I'm, I'm wondering if any sort of fire, anything the Fire Prince could do could overtake the speed of Dash, so I I don't think so, though. See, this is what I was thinking, because Aang can move pretty fast with his with his airbending power. So True. there's times where he's, like, zipping around him, and Zuko will do, like, a fire wall, basically. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I think I think they're fairly evenly matched, so I'm, I'm fine with whichever one you pick. I'm... I'm going to lean with the with the Fire Prince then. I don't know anything about Avatar The Last Airbender, so, <laughs> so I'm going to leave it with you. <laughs> I, I, I have seen a little bit of, of Avatar, but my I, I would agree with Virginia just because Dash is fast, but he's also 10 years old. And, True. You know, I don't know, if, is Zuko an adult? He's he's a teenager. He's like seventeen. Uh, well, the, the the Zuko that I'm talking about, he's like seventeen, mm-hmm. and he's been, you know, he's been training as a master his whole life. Okay, so you know, Dash may be faster, but he doesn't have tactics. He's just a kid. So, and you you're know. talking yeah. about the you're talking about the Avatar cartoon right because yeah. John John created a rule nobody's allowed to talk about that movie anymore <laughs> <laughs> Avatar the Last Airbender was one of my uh, stepdaughter's favorites so I've seen I've seen it quite a few times <laughs> I was in the room while it was being watched but I never actually paid much attention to it we should 
It's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's. But we will not speak of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing I remember about the movie is that I was I, it was nice to see Asif Manvi getting some work outside of The Daily Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do... Rick, this one's yours. Okay. Uh, Flash from uh, the TV Flash. Okay. Barry Allen, I assume. Barry Allen, yes. Okay. Uh, versus Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Genius. Super genius. Um, okay. <clears throat> so here's what happens. Wiley sets up one of his traps. He puts out a, a pile of of uh, hamburgers with a sign that says free hamburgers stuck in it uh, out on some, some des- hmm? <laughs> uh, grande from jitters. Yes. <laughs> uh, un- underneath a, a rock overhang on some, you know, desolate Arizona road and Barry comes running up and screeches to a halt, looks around and starts chowing down on the burgers and Wiley pulls the string that's supposed to drop the the overhanging rock on top of Barry. Uh, But of course it doesn't. And he pulls and he pulls and he pulls and Barry looks around and takes off. And then Wiley comes out and starts jumping on top of the rock. And of course, then it falls uh, landing on top of him and then it bounces up. And then the rock that's above the other one falls off and squashes Wiley in between. And then Barry comes back laughing and making meep meep noises except the twist is that no matter what happens to Wiley Coyote he never dies and this happens over and over and over again until finally a hundred years down the road Barry is just worn down and (laughs) surrenders Okay. Oh man, that was way more detail than I thought we were gonna get. I didn't, I didn't expect the uh, I didn't expect the, the, the jump to the future. Um, I didn't expect the wily coyote is immortal thing going on. Has have cartoon. you seen the things that happened to that dude? Yeah, he's a cartoon. You true. can do anything in yeah. a cartoon. I read a thing I, or a meme or something pop- on it. <laughs> there was uh, a meme or something that popped up a while back that said that. Um, in, in in actual life, a coyote's top speed is faster than a roadrunner's top speed. So <laughs> now my childhood is ruined. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So for the purposes of our game, um, I'm going to say uh, the battle is over um, when he's crushed between the boulders. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of his uh, uh, his personal elasticity, he has lost the fight. So I'm giving that one to the Flash. Okay. Uh, Sean. Okay. Here I am. Eternal nemesis of the Flash um, of uh, the of the Coyote, representing Team Speed, the Roadrunner. Maybe. Representing Team Anger. Uh, Bowser from the Mario franchise. Oh, 
I mean, the Roadrunner would outsmart him at if he can outsmart the Coyote. But every he, turn. does he outsmart him, or is he just is this, the fates just aligned against the Coyote? Because it's not like it's not like the Roadrunner sabotages his traps; they just don't work. Well, yeah, and the Roadrunner right. is the Roadrunner is a little bit magical because Coyote can paint a tunnel on a side of a mountain and the Roadrunner will run through it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, I think the Roadrunner is uh, way smarter than... Now, I'm when you, when you say Bowser, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, Bowser from the cartoon because that's the only time that we, like, see his personality. And he, he I remember him being really stupid in that cartoon. Well, let me, let me say this. I'm not... Um... I've never played a lot of Mario Kart, so I was actually I was debating between giving this spot to Bowser or Wario. Uh, so I don't know who is tougher between the two. If Wario would make a better competitor, I'm fine subbing him in. Wario is basically a uh, just an evil version of Mario, so they're about they're basically the same. Just one's good and one's bad, so. Uh, either one of them, I think the Roadrunner would beat him. Right. I, I mean, I think he would just evade him enough. Uh, that he would he would win. So brings up an interesting philosophical question: Does anyone who is trying to is is Wiley Coyote unsuccessful because he's Wiley Coyote, or just because the Roadrunner is blessed? And what happens to Wiley Coyote would happen to anyone. If they start to chase the Roadrunner, I have an answer. Alone. Hey, there's Joe. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're back. Uh, when I storm out, I don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> and your dramatically timed entrance was perfect. That's right. I say it is because. Um, and I, I have science to back it up because <laughs> Bugs Bunny in one episode substituted for the Roadrunner and the results were the same. That's right. Yeah, like I said, I think the, the Roadrunner just has a little bit of magic. He's able to run into paintings. He's able to run across thin air. Well, Bugs Bunny's also the Q of the of the Looney Tunes universe. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, even down to the road better. Uh, I think you're just. I think you're just coyoteist. <laughs> Me? <laughs> um, let's see. No, you didn't hear earlier. I I said the. Coyote beat the Flash, and I was overruled. So. <laughs> what? A hundred years later. But you, <laughs> you said put a time limit on anything. <laughs> yeah, but we have until you lose the fight. You're crushed by two boulders, you lose the fight. <laughs> but that didn't no stop him. <laughs> it doesn't mean you die. It means you lose. Establish a minor setback. <laughs> For a hundred <laughs> years. You told the story, man. You could have made it like <laughs> a minute. <laughs> All right. Um, Joe. Yes. Not often thought of as fast, but in fact, that's what they are. One weeping angel 
versus Wolverine. Ooh. Mmm. I believe whatever the weak being angel can do, Wolverine's going to be able to heal from it and chop up the statue into little bits. <laughs> well, now, With you know, in, the, in, that first, in that first episode that the Weeping Angels were in, in Blink, the angels didn't kill anybody. They didn't start doing that until later. The angels came oh, up to you, okay. and, and they would, when they got you, they sent you back in time, and they absorbed energy from your time travel. So oh, that's right. I forgot about that. If you if you go with those rules, they didn't start killing killing people until the next time that they came in. Um, if you go oh, by those that. rules, then he then Wolverine. If Wolverine got caught by a Weeping Angel, they wouldn't necessarily kill him. They would send him back in time where he would be trapped. But is he trapped because he's basically immortal? He would just live until he got back to the fight. Until he got back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but would it then be two Wolverines fighting one Weeping Angel? But 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 by your rules set forth from the uh, from the the Flash and the Coyote, you can't wait around for a hundred years. <laughs> but that's that's different. He was debilitated. Wolverine. That's like that's like if if somebody just teleports me out of the arena. I don't. Does that count as me losing the fight? That's not me losing the fight. That's me getting teleported. He's still well, I mean, willing and able to fight. They Watch use their, they use their power that their 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 God given power to uh, to do what they had to do to to incapacitate you. I don't know. It's My Joe's decision because it's his it's his turn. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with my uh, Wolverine's been around the block. He uh, he'll he'll figure out how to uh, defeat the because the doctor did. Now, granted, the doctor's older than Wolverine. But, uh, I'm going with Wolverine. Alright. Uh, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> I apologize that it sounds sexist. Uh, <laughs> Rainbow Dash. Sorry, what? Rainbow Dash of My Little okay. Pony, Friendship is okay. Magic, versus the Tasmanian Devil. Again, Looney Tunes. Is Rainbow Dash fast? I've never seen Friendship is Magic. Um, You all disgust me. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the Tasmanian Devil can cause a lot of destruction. I don't really know what um, Rainbow Dash's capabilities are. Uh, Rainbow Dash is very fast. She uh, She is a Pegasus. And okay. she is an expert flyer. They don't do combat. Oh, per that's se. right. She was part Could... of the Ponyville Blue Angels or whatever they were called. The Ponyville Blue Angels. <laughs> um, would she be caught up in a whirlwind created by the Tasmanian Devil? Is I she that good of a flyer that she could escape? She would escape, but I think she would counter it with a sonic rain boom. I'm going to give it to Rainbow Dash just for having something called a sonic rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Y'all that is the speaking most amazing a completely thing different language. I have heard today. As, as, as Obi-Wan says, I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> she would also just like set up a tea party or something and Taz would just stop and be so smitten 
he that he would sit down and have a have a tea party with her. If someone actually reached out to try to be his friend, he's down with that because that's, yeah. that's an occasion that happens. That's a very good point. Friendship is magic. That's so true. I love I love that I love that almost all of the rage side of your questions all have to do with Looney Tunes. <laughs> um, that was the last one, <laughs> and only one of them made it through. So this is spe- speedsters versus Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, is this Rick? Is this yeah, Rick. Um, Turbo. The super fast fuel injected snail. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> versus grew the uh, big bad of Despicable Me. Big bad slash big good. I don't know either of those characters. What? You never saw Despicable Me? <laughs> no. You're depriving uh, Sharon of. Someone, oh. no, I, no, wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you accuse me of being a bad parent. No, I didn't. After, mean, I didn't say you were no, a bad no, parent. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> after after Minions came out, and she loved Minions, I tried to get her to watch Despicable Me, and she wanted. She didn't want it. I rented the damn thing on Amazon, and she got about ten minutes in and didn't like it. That's too mm-hmm. bad. It's now, bad. who's who is Turbo the Snail? Okay, does anybody here know both of these characters? I mean, I, I know who Turbo is, but I've never watched that movie. Good enough. I have watched the movie. Even better. And... <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Joe go with it then if, he, if he's seen it. I'm saying Turbo, uh, Gru's kind of an idiot. Um, Turbo, <laughs> Turbo's, Turbo's got the... Uh, got the, the uh, uh, intestinal fortitude. So, yeah. What is Turbo from? Yeah, I'm sitting here. It's a it's a movie called Turbo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's about a snail that can go. Was really he? Fast. Was was it like a spinoff movie or something where he was in something and they made him his own movie? No. Or was the, uh, okay. I'm remembering the trailers now. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, he has we, a series on Netflix now too. He does. Who does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much, if you have a DreamWorks movie, you're getting a series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you're giving it to Turbo, Joe? Yes, Turbo. <laughs> All right, Sean. And this one's yours. And if you tell me you don't know these characters, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shitara from the yes. Thundercats. Yes. Is Raphael from the Ninja Turtles? Oh yeah, is, is, is Chitara is supposed to be really fast? I mean, I know who Chitara is, but I haven't seen Thundercats in probably thirty years. But um, <laughs> I mean, no, I want to go. I mean, like she hasn't changed. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there haven't been any new Thundercats since. No. <laughs> oh, contrary, there was a whole yes, series. There has. <laughs> There was a whole series a few years ago. Um, I wanna, I, I wanna go with Raphael because I know more about him. I know he'd probably it, it, cartoon Raphael would be would be so busy uh, making jokes that Chitara would just annihilate him. Um, movie Raphael is a little more serious because he's actually the leader of the Turtles. Um, so no, that's Leonardo. Not in the movies. In the movie, Raphael. In the first movie, uh, Raphael was the leader. Wait, which first movie? 
Surely not the '80s movie. He's talking. He means like, yeah, was, oh, was, Leonardo was always the boss. Yes, Leonardo's. I don't and and Michael Leonardo was, leads. Raphael does machine. Yes, in the in the no, cartoon, in the movie, in the movie, Raphael was the leader because they even they even said they even called him fearless leader, kind of smart alecky a couple of times. And in that rap song that came out, it said Raphael is the leader <laughs> of the group, transformed no. from the norm by the nuclear goop. Fellow Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goose. No, that's... <laughs> okay. ah, oh, my God. What? Partners in crime. Yeah. <laughs> I... I just... I don't have anything to say to that. All right, so... Amazing. What's the reference? I gotta go with... I gotta go with Raphael. All right. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know Chitara... Other than just what she looks like, but I think I think she could very easily distract Ralph long enough to kick his ass. Yeah, she's got a magic bow staff. He's a ninja. Uh, he doesn't get distracted. He's a ninja. Uh, he's a <laughs> Dude, they all lost their crap over over uh, April. <laughs> You're telling me a, a smoking hot anthropomorphic cheetah in a skin tight leotard isn't going to distract the hell out of him? Uh, I'm going with Raphael. Screw it. <laughs> Rick. Yes. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Versus Blanca from the Street Fighter series. <laughs> What? What the? Yeah, that I will was. I storm out again. That was. I will storm out. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would almost say that that was beyond your uh, video game days, but you and Joe were close to the same age, so. <laughs> I know. I remember when when I was never the I was never a video gamer. You know, once we got past Donkey Kong and Space Invaders, and it took more than one button. I was lost. I've, I've never been uh, video games. No, I didn't say I was good at them. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd always try it, and then my friend Steve, who all he has to do is, like, hear the title of a video game, and then he can play it like it's like he was born to it. Uh, you know, he would just kick my ass, and, and that would be it. Um, I, I was... I, so I, uh, well, I have played Sonic the Hedgehog, though. Um, well, hang on. I'm not if you if you're confessing ignorance of <laughs> of how, with the other player and we have people here who know we should just like yeah if, if you don't mind not at all all right um, so this is the last one of the initial uh, battles so you want to open this up to the floor mm-hmm. um someone um take point Virginia take point on this. Who's, okay. who's who's Blanca fighting again? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. I think I'm inclined to say they're, they're pretty evenly matched, actually. I, I'm I think I'm inclined to say Sonic because he's smarter. Um, like every now and then, Sonic will do like the spinning ball thing and and fly at Blanca, and Blanca will charge up and just electrocute him. Mm-hmm. But he shakes—he shakes off electrocution pretty fast, as I recall. And he won't always get him. Like he'll only—he'll only fall for that once or twice, and then he'll be um, crafty. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the the fault with a lot of characters who are rage machines is that they don't really think clearly. They just go with their go with their emotions. Um, so yeah, I think that Sonic would probably outsmart him pretty quickly. All right. Oh, look at here. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so only two of the of the furious. Made it to round two. Uh, for the most part, it's uh, the flash, the uh, the fast one the day. So let me look and see how I want to mesh these up. Let's do this. Was this? Um, let's do this plus this, and we'll start with the flash versus Zuko. I think Joe exploded. <laughs> I'm still here, I think. I, like I said, I don't know anything about Zuko, so if I had to if I had to vote, I'd say Flash. So. <laughs> I, I don't know that much about the Flash other than that he's really fast. Um, That's well, pretty okay. much it. If, if kind a, of a moody right. teenager. I don't know if that helps. You what? He's he's a moody teenager who throws temper tantrums and fireballs everywhere. Okay, let let me ask this. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't know the Zuko character either, but if an enemy runs up to Zuko, stops and starts monologuing at him <laughs> for like ten minutes, say, Zuko would say, "Get out of my way if you know what's good for you." Yeah. And if he didn't, then Zuko would attack. Okay. Because everybody gets one shot at the Flash because he won't shut the F up. (laughs) (laughs) I think Zuko would hurt the Flash. And then I think the Flash would run in a circle until Zuko was extinguished and out of oxygen and pass out. That's how that would happen. Yeah. (laughs) I could see that, yeah. Which he should do that to everybody. He should. I mean, I mean Barry should just shut the hell up and punch somebody. And he should just then run talk to him. Well, they know <laughs> that he's there and punch them in the face and knock them out, and that would be that because he's super fast. Don't give me. Don't, I'm gonna leave Juana. All right. Uh, <laughs> where's it going? Wolverine versus the Roadrunner. <laughs> oh man, Wolverine. Um, yeah, Wolverine. I thought we established that anyone who tries to destroy the Roadrunner gets stuck in. I that. think that uh, all Wolverine would have to do is stand there when the Roadrunner comes by. He just puts his claws out, and Roadrunners. <laughs> the, the difference uh, in between three Wolverine bloody pieces. And, the difference between Wolverine and anyone else that goes up against the Roadrunner is Wolverine wouldn't bother with some rude Goldbergian Fred from Scooby-Doo trap. He would just yeah. grab the damn bird and rip its head off. Yep. Yep. Because the Roadrunner doesn't attack. That is true. And it Wolverine just waits. doesn't paint tunnels on, on rocks <laughs> Right, <through>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he can just use his sense of smell and just hunt him down. Like, the Roadrunner will be sleeping. He thinks he's gotten away. <laughs> Another open his Roadrunner nest. 
I got to tell you, the one thing that I ha- that I did notice when I was a kid of uh, uh, watching Roadrunner cartoons is that the the Acme delivery service is top notch because <laughs> mm-hmm. he That's could order so- he could order something out of a catalog and it would be there in five minutes. He didn't even have he didn't have a web even have a website to order it off. Of. <laughs> I think I think um, Acme is just the Amazon of the alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> There used to be a, a I'm that. sure it still is out there, but there was a a, a, a Looney Tunes role playing game for a while, uh, and one of your one of the powers you could get would be like to use Acme to summon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next, Rainbow Dash versus Turbo. Rainbow Dash, you just well, yeah. I'm well, gonna can, she, I mean, because they're both fast, but she can fly, so... <laughs> yeah. I don't really know anything about either of them, but, yeah, flying seems to, to be kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> significant advantage. Um, and Sonic the Hedgehog versus Raphael the Turtle. That's a good match. Sonic would run <laughs> rings around Raph. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Wait. but... A hedgehog running around a man-sized turtle is not going to do a whole lot other than just annoying, <laughs> annoy him. <laughs> well, we've got to assume. I mean, I mean, well, if if Sonic doesn't have an attack, then there's really no point to the fight. No, if all got, he does is run. Spinning ball attack. I think that he would he would run around Raph a few times, and then Raph would just take one of his sigh and just. But like, he'd have to hit him. Throw it down and, on the ground and nail him. He's a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah, but he gets pissed <laughs> off easily. Down. I'm saying that Sonic wouldn't trip over it. He runs at like 80 miles an hour all the time. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna trip over a stick in the road. No, I think he would. I think yeah, but if Raph threw it and it, and it hit him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I. I gotta I, go with Sonic on this one. I'm more inclined to say Sonic. Right, uh, Sean, you vote Raph. Yep, it's 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 between Joe and Virginia. Oh Lord, um, I don't I don't know enough about either. I mean, I've I've seen or I've played Sonic and I've seen Ninja Turtles, but I don't remember enough about them. I will. I'm gonna give Sean a chance and say. <laughs> well, all right, let, let I'm gonna I'm gonna push it to Joe. Joe, Let me ask you a question before we go any further. Uh-huh. Are any of y'all familiar with what a sigh actually is? Um, isn't it like a... Uh, I mean... It's long, not a knife. It's, it's a long, not a sword. It's, a it's not sharp. It's, it's, like, not, it's, it's, like a, it's a stick a with, with hooks on it. Yeah. yeah. They, they, were, they were adapted from farm implements that they yeah. would use to catch swords and deflect them. So they're they're not. I mean, you can you can inflict blunt force damage with one, but it's not like if you throw a sigh at somebody, it's gonna hurt. But it's not gonna like it's not like throwing a dagger at them. Well, Frank Miller lied to me in that Daredevil issue. <laughs> if they're made of metal, you can sharpen them. <laughs> I just I. I think you're underestimating Sonic. I, I think, again, like 
That may be he true. I didn't, I didn't have a Se- I didn't have a Sega growing up, so I, I played Sonic once or twice. Giant blade wielding robots all the time. Like he's, yeah. he's he's you know a couple of bops on the head. He's he's very skilled at it. Uh, Joe, you're the you're the tiebreaker. I'm going with Sonic. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. Final four. The Flash, Barry Allen, Wolverine, Logan, Rainbow Dash, Rainbow Dash, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I think the natural pairing here is uh, Wolverine versus Rainbow Dash and the Flash. (laughs) The trauma of children everywhere when they see Rainbow Dash's severed head on the ground. (laughs) I have to go for Rainbow Dash just on that. I mean, I cannot even bear the thought of poor little decapitated Rainbow Dash. That's just too bad. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> it would never happen, but yeah. Um, this is, you say Rainbow Dash versus Wolverine, right? Would Wolverine kill her? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I mean, no. Think about it. Well, we can't fly, though. If if there is a little... So she could just fly out of the way. If there's a little cute-talking rainbow-colored unicorn, or she's not a unicorn, little Pegasus, and she's like, like, look, I know we're supposed to fight, but we really have to fight. Would he actually, like, yes, I'm going to kill you? Not at first, but if she launched launched her sonic rain boom or whatever the hell that is... She wouldn't strike first. Well, she strikes first. She'd have to. <laughs> she would try to. Get, she would try to get away first because he's scary looking. Oh, maybe they would team up and he would he would ride her to the next com- uh, uh, battle. <laughs> not want that taken out of context. That, that... that. Yeah. yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then let's 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 put a pin in that one. Or an the, 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 the Flash versus Sonic the Hedgehog. I want to give it to the Flash, but I honestly I don't know. <laughs> he's 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 never really that competent in the first fight. He gets competent later. I think that this would be one of that they'd become friends and they'd just start running all over the place collecting strings. <laughs> Because oh, Barry would man. be like, "That is so freaking cool! Let's go!" This is going to be at the Sci Fighters where all the combatants end up teaming up and just being friends <laughs> like, at the end of it. Do that time force thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he'll teach he'll teach Sonic how to how to get into the Speed Force and. <laughs> okay, all right. Then let me then let me shift the the fighting around. I guess because I don't want everybody to somebody's got to win. At least more than somebody. At least two people have to win. So Flash versus Wolverine. Well, I'm sure, there's a comic out there. Um, um, you know, if it, if we're just talking abilities, Barry should be able to to beat Wolverine hands down. But once you throw in his personality, is his personality in the we're we're talking TV Barry Allen, right? TV Barry Allen only. Yeah, Wolverine kicks his ass because he stands there jawing and trying to talk him out of it, and then finally Wolverine just gets fed up and sticks him. Yeah. That sounds right. Alright, so Rainbow Dash versus Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) 
It's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Sonic is faster than uh, than than Rainbow Dash. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you go back. It goes back to the same thing when he when she was fighting uh, Turbo. She can fly, and Sonic can't fly. He can't fly, but he can probably launch himself pretty high. Yeah, if he has a he ramp. Fly higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just has to beat him by a couple of inches. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Rainbow Dash, even though I don't know anything about her. <laughs> Alright, so that, again, leaves us with Rainbow Dash versus Wolverine. <laughs> and, and we're saying they're just going to be friends. Uh, well, depends. Do we, have, do we have, like, two versions of this show? One that's family-friendly and one that isn't? I think you've answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it would break my daughter's heart, but uh, I think Rainbow Dash is a bloody smear, and uh, Wolverine is drinking some whiskey and smoking a cigar, maybe <laughs> using her horn. Or no, she doesn't have a horn. She's not a unicorn. Oh. Oh. Uh, he's horn. eating a roasted, unless she, yeah, a roasted unless she can, pony unless leg. she can fly indefinitely, then yeah, she's toast. She can. I mean, well, well, the thing is, okay, the the conceit of this game is that they fight. In reality, in reality, <laughs> in 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 universe reality, Rainbow Dash would just fly away. But because I mean, they have, it's I assume that it's it's like uh, uh, what is it the the game master or whatever. Like the it's a domed arena. Like she can't escape. He can't. Okay, escape. but she could stay out of his reach. I would think so. Yeah, but her attack isn't going to hurt him at all. So yeah. eventually, if, if close to him, she will lose. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, because I mean, she could she could stay up at the roof and you know shoot rainbow turds at him all day, but eventually <laughs> she's got to land. <laughs> rainbow turds. <laughs> that is not canon, Rick. <laughs> hey, everybody poops, dude. It's, it's a book. <laughs> oh man. Shooting rainbow turds may be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I am fine calling this here. Okay. <laughs> either they, either the like, I just needed to get it down to at least two people. I'm fine with that. Um. So yeah, Earth One, they become friends. Earth Two, Wolverine slays her. Fine with that. All right. <laughs> okay, so you've got so you've got Wolverine and Rainbow Dash uh, are the are the team up that wins the entire thing. I guess sounds good. All right, works for me. Yep. Can I request a brief adjournment before we move on to the next part of the show? Sure. Be right back. <laughs> me as well. I'll be right back. We'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review of Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! 
son of a gun. Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here. Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Hi, this is Virginia Hay, and you're listening to Cosmic Potato. Alright, the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to do a crossover with Captain Game Show, and for those of you that don't know, John hosts a podcast here on the network called Captain Game Show, uh, where he plays... Well, John, I'll let you describe it. Describe Captain Game Show in a nutshell. Oh, oh. game show. <laughs> I, wasn't, uh, I didn't. I didn't write out a description, but basically, um, yeah, it's trivia, it's word games, it's uh, a lot of puns, There's a little bit of improv. But you're about to experience it firsthand. So, if you've never listened to the show before, if you never, I mean, if you never listened to Captain Game Show before, this gives you a taste of what it's like, and then you can go over to iTunes or wherever you normally get your podcasts and you can download all the episodes that are out there. So uh as you should. <laughs> all right, John, take it away. All right. So, um I didn't really write an intro, but uh basically uh, we'll play three games and an improv challenge. I'll explain the rules each game as we go. Person with the most points wins. Also, um, it is correct to say that we're 100 episodes into the uh, Cosmic Potato podcast, but it is also correct to say that it's been almost uh, exactly three years. Yeah, it'll be three years so, next month. Yep. Yeah, yep. Since Which Charlotte makes did. no sense to me whatsoever. That can't be possible. <laughs> In recognition of that, I'm giving Sean three extra points at the start. Woohoo! Oh. I'll still lose. That's okay. <laughs> Don't blow it, Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've all been on the show before. You know what to expect, which is nothing and everything. So here we go. Round one. I call this game 100 Down, X to Go. Fight. Uh, I don't usually tailor my games to a particular occasion or a holiday. In fact, I never do. But Sean asked me to do something special. So I thought it'd be fun to look back over the podcast 
and ask obscure questions about specific episodes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> However, doing a Google search for 100 episodes of Cosmic Potato turned up dick. So instead, <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask, <laughs> instead of asking about 100 episodes, I'll be asking about 100 years ago, i.e. the year 1918. To further set the mood, I'm going to try to do this. Huh? <laughs> I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember back when all this was pasture. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make potato was just a bunch of tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point to Joe. It's pretty good. <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm gonna try to do my old time announcer voice, but my old time announcer voice isn't great. So uh, look beyond it. <clears throat> These are going to be assigned, so you don't have to buzz in. And we'll start with Rick. Sorry, I'm misbehaving. <laughs> I apologize. Hmm? I'm misbehaving. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's fine. I wasn't paying attention. Right. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Don't look now, but the same kind of celestial phenomenon that happened in 2017 happened in 1918. It was seen from sea to shining sea. Uh, oh, oh, this is a sign, right? This is a sign. This oh, is Rick. Okay. But mm-hmm. if Rick continues uh, his befuddlement, then I'll open it up to seal. Uh, okay. An eclipse? Be more specific. Yes. An eclipse. Solar okay. eclipse. Correct. Virginia. Yes. Our pals in Great Britain gave women over 30 the right to vote in 1918. How many more years before they had passed? <laughs> How many more years have passed before women could vote on this side of the pond? I'm sorry, I have a bad connection. Can you repeat the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our pals in Great Britain gave women over 30 the right to vote in 1918. How many more years would pass before women could vote on this side of the pond? Um, it passed in 1919, so one one year. Acceptable answer. One or two years. Translation. <laughs> it was a sort of a fluid tie. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Joe. <laughs> this Hello. Is, this infamous <laughs> World War One fighter pilot died one day after notching his 80th confirmed kill. Karma's a bitch, eh, Jerry? <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh the what was his name the red baron correct oh okay nicely done <laughs> Victor von Richthofen correct. yeah I'll give you a point for that oh, thank you. <laughs> Sean yes Thomas Forkner, who you've never heard of, was born in this year. But you have heard of the restaurant chain that he founded, especially if you've been awake in the South at 2 in the morning and had a hankering for some breakfast food. Name that <laughs> restaurant. Is it Denny's? It is not Denny's. Oh. Rick. Rick. Waffle House. Waffle House is correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> Waho. Here's a bit of of really unpleasant trivia. Do you remember what Denny's was originally called? No. 
No. Sambos. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, this question's yours. Okay, bring it on, sir. I shall. The facts about this treat are a little bit murky, but rumor has it they were introduced in California restaurants in this year. Also unclear is exactly when the phrase between the sheets became part of the fun. What? <laughs> <laughs> this treat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> can, can you read that again, please? Yeah, I can. But I'm not going to slow it any down, because that's how they fucked in the 20s. <laughs> the facts about this treat are a little bit murky, but rumor has it they were introduced in California restaurants in this year. Also unclear is exactly when the phrase between the sheets became part of the fun. I have no idea. <laughs> Open enough to steal. I do not know. I have no idea. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> I got nothing. Fortune cookies. Oh. In oh. bed, not between the sheets. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I take my time when I do it. You go between the sheets. <laughs> 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 oh boy! Fortunately, my wife doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> the inverted Ginny stamps came out in 1918. Who Tell are you me talking what... to, sir? Virginia. Oh. <laughs> the inverted Ginny stamps came out in 1918. Please tell me what image was printed all topsy turvy on these little postal gold mines. The inverted what? Jenny. The stamp with the upside down image. What was the image of? Uh. Show him for this too. It's not a fortune cookie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say a cotton gin. <laughs> nice try, Sean. but no. Sean. Airplane. Correct the mundo. Woohoo! I have a point. I have four points now. <laughs> you do. Bonus question. What was the actual cost of a stamp at the time? One cent? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Three cents. Incorrect. Rick. 24 cents. Oh, never mind. I would not have been close. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Apparently, inflation doesn't affect stamps much. Joe. <laughs> uh, Yes. The New York Globe the New York Globe began running a cartoon strip about bizarre events and astonishing facts, and they even had a title that practically dared readers to call shenanigans on it. What was the name of this popular <laughs> strip? Ripley's Believe It or Not. Correct, sir. Correct. Final question of the round. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean. Yes. The first film about this classic Edgar Rice Burroughs character was released starring Elmo Lincoln and Enid Markey. Name that film and or that star. Tarzan? Correct. Woohoo! Give you a bonus if you can name the actual, if you can give me the actual name for the film. 
Tarzan of the Apes? Correct! <laughs> wow, look at that. I am effectively astonished that you got that correct. Nice job, sir. <laughs> I've got four more of these, but I'm going to skip them. <laughs> the fact that I hear no objections means I made the right call. <laughs> I'm trying to stop talking like this. Yeah, I was going to say, how long can you talk like that? <laughs> Round two. Right, I'm done with that voice now. I call this game Semi Shoutout. Fight! While the host and guests on Cosmic Potato may be near and dear to my internet heart, so far, none of us are household names. This round will be all about people who did more with our names than we ever did. <laughs> if you've been a regular guest on this podcast, you'll likely hear some form of your name in the following round. If you don't, please don't take it personally. I can only do so many questions, but I'll try to get your name in next time. This is going to be a buzz-in round, so hands on buzzers. Every name in this round will be some variant of a name of a guest or a host on this show. You feel me, cousins? I got you. <laughs> I'm there. All right. Buzz-in round. Question one. He played the manly yet foppish mentor in the film Highlander. Rick. Rick. Sean Connery. Correct. This dark hero, played by Brandon Lee in the 1994 film, rose from the dead to exact revenge on the gang that killed him and his fiance. Rick. Joe! Hmm. Rick. The Crow. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. I also exact bloody vengeance on my enemies. So. <laughs> All right. If you've been Rickrolled, it means you've clicked on a link and unexpectedly opened the video of this man. Rick. <laughs> Rick? Oh, man. Come on, I have to get this one. <laughs> Rick, Rick Astley. Correct. This Australian actress played Zan on Farscape. Sean. Sean. <laughs> Virginia Hay. <laughs> Correct. Multiple answers on this one. Buzz in with your answer. I'll call on you, and then you let the next person go. Name an actor named Chris who has recently appeared in a superhero film. Rick. Sean. Virginia. Rick. Chris Hemsworth. Sean. Chris Pratt. Virginia. Chris Pine. Joe. Chris... Wow, you used them all. Uh, <laughs> I left you one. Chris. Uh, so, Pine, Hemsworth, and Pratt were said. Pine, Hemsworth, Pratt, and... Oh, no! Cap. <laughs> what is happening? Also, the surname for the family in good times. <laughs> Big star on his chest. <laughs> I know who Captain also America played... is. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, he can't think of that. Also played the Human Torch. <laughs> Evans, it's JJ and Winona Evans. <laughs> See, 
I, well, we had to, I had to go to JJ to... before you could get there. <laughs> JJ and Walona and the dad who died and, and mom John said, Amos, wasn't it? Yes. All of those things are correct. Question number six. We've discussed this before on the podcast. What was the name of the alien creature known as Alf? Sean. Oh, Sean. Gordon Shumway. Yes. Nicely done. That was Gordon on the show? Uh, Kennedy Gordon. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy oh. Gordon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you've had Kennedy on more of your shows than I've had on mine lately. <laughs> question number seven. Uh, I never thought about it before writing this question, but both actors who played Zorro in the 1988 Mask of Zorro share a version of this name. Rick. Rick. Tony. Or Antonio. Or Anthony. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me every variant of that name. Uh, question eight. That's a good one. The family tree of this X-Man includes Corsair, Havoc, and Cable. Joe. 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 Corsair, Havoc, Cable... Scott Summers. Correct. According to legend. <laughs> uh, don't send me any letters, folks. According <laughs> to legend, her abduction by Paris plunged their nations into war, earning her the moniker The Face That Launched a Thousand Ships. Rick. Rick. Ellen of Troy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never get there. <laughs> This actor starred in the 1994 film The Crow, during which he rose from the dead to exact vengeance upon the gang. Sean. Sean. <laughs> Brandon Lee. Correct. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Wait, have I had too much to drink? What just happened? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this Marvel hero has been played by Michael B. Jordan, Brian Austin Green, and Chris Evans. Rick. Rick. Johnny Blaze. Incorrect. What is Damn his it. name? I mean, Sean. Sean. The Human Torch. <laughs> his name is Joe. Oh man. Oh. Joe. I don't remember. Fine, Joe. Johnny Storm. Oh, oh yeah. Johnny yeah. Blaze was Ghost Rider, wasn't he? Damn yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> I have had too much to try. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, this iconic musician famously had two differently colored eyes, the result of a fist fight when he was a teenager. Rick. Rick. David Bowie. Yeah. Sorry, she, that's as close as I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. All right. Uh, two rounds down. That brings us to the intermission improv. You successfully navigated the raging rapids of trivia in rounds one and two. You can relax and settle into a little <laughs> stream of consciousness. You see what I did there? All right. It's going to be a wordplay relay. Test your might. Players take turns. Each of you must say a word or phrase that relates to a central topic. And begins with the last letter of the last answer given. 
Uh, I will grant one point for each answer given. And if I deem your answer unworthy, I will tell you so, and I will tell you why. Uh, and I'll probably give you a chance to fix it before I move on to the next person. Because I'm good like that. <laughs> right, let's see. Stop watch. Put some time on the clock. And, all right. Today is outer space. Anything space-related. You know. Space. In space. Your starting word will be cosmic. Sean, take it away. Give me a C. Any space word that ha- that starts with a C? Yep. Comet. Okay. Uh, Rick. Uh, uh, uh Jesus. <laughs> um, Tetrion. <laughs> Virginia, in. Um, Neptune. Okay. Joe, E. Earth. Yeah, saw that coming. Sean, <laughs> H. Hydrogen. <laughs> Nebula. Virginia, A. Um... Aura. Nice. Joe, also A. Asteroid. Sean, D. Ah, uh, D. D, 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 D. Ah, you have to skip. Damn you. Um, destruct self. No. Try again. I give you another one. I give you another chance. Uh, for another another shot at D. Another shot at D. Uh. Dust cloud. What? Dust cloud. I will take dust cloud. Oh, then I get another D. Another D. Um, does it have to be like real space? Because nope. I could say I could say the Dominion that happened in space that happened in Star Trek. Joe in. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Neptune. Neptune has been given. Dang. <laughs> you gave it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did I? No, I did. He gave Earth. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Something else in space starts with N. Mm. Nebula also N- Nova. Nice. Sean. Uh, starts Give with me a. another D. I will track you oh. down. <laughs> <laughs> Astronaut. Okay. Rick T. Uh, terminal velocity. Virginia Ooh. Y. Um. Yellow sun. Very nice. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to give you two points for that. Way to pull it out. So, in. <laughs> in again? <laughs> Let's see. Nova, Neptune. Ah. Uh, big, big 
fictional space is also acceptable. Hmm. A particle with no charge. Neutron. There you go. <laughs> and now I've pushed right. the end over to the next and sad person. Seconds. Who's this, Rick? This is you. Oh, me. Oh, uh, Ian. Uh, <laughs> uh, you always said Nebula. You always said Neutron. Neuron. <laughs> nope. There are... <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry about it. That's time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Game three. Final round. I'm going to wrap up the special episode. And for the record, this episode is not special because we have a special guest or a special topic, but because of a special number. In honor of that, pulling this round out of the archives, and we're going to play the numbers game. Fight! <laughs> All of these answers will be movies, songs, or TV shows that have numbers in the titles. And just like the last time we played, you can earn extra points by replacing the number in the title with a Roman numeral. Also, like last time, I had a little mini game going on to see if you got your refresher course in which Roman numerals meant what. In this case, if at least one of you answered the question in the last round, or in the uh, first, you know, in the last round, that was based on your actual name, you get the super hint. Rick, you did. So, you guys get the hint. Uh, Yeah, I would have made you pay for it if you didn't. Uh, So, you want to write this down? Sure. Roman numerals. M is 1,000. D, 500. C, 100. L, 50, X is 10, V is 5, and I... Wait, 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 wait. You said V was 500. No, D, D. as in... Oh, D, sorry. D as in Deadpool. 500. I was puzzled by that, but I figured I didn't. I was wrong. <laughs> D as in Cable, 100. L as in Lex Luthor, 50. X as in X-Men, 10. V as in Victor Von Doom. Five, and I as in inhuman equals one. Larger numbers go in the front, and if a smaller number precedes a larger one, then subtract from the large one. There's a reason why the Roman Empire fell. <laughs> I'm doing what I can to bring it back. <laughs> Can't uh, be any worse than what we're doing these days. <laughs> These will be assigned. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Virginia. Okay. Actually, no, I'm not going to that to you. I'm going to give this to Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bested. <laughs> yeah, the world. There's a chance in hell you might get this one. <laughs> My confidence is at an all-time high. 
People speculated that this hit song from the group Chicago was about drug use, but the writer said it's actually just about the time of day that he was writing it. It's 25 or 6 to 4. Um... Just for the record, Virginia, did you know that? Virginia? Oh, um, I I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't have known that. Sorry. <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> so to do that in Roman numerals would be uh, XXV or uh, VI to IV. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Virginia, this one's this will be yours. Okay. Song lyrics. Put your hands on your hips and let your backbone slip. Do the Watusi like my little Lucy. Name that song. <laughs> Would it help if I sang it? <laughs> I'm not saying that I would. Maybe, maybe. No, um, no, I don't know. Open the Rick, Rick, Land of a Thousand Dances. Uh huh. Mm. Also known as M. <laughs> Land of M dances. Land of M dances. <laughs> dances. Joe. This 80s. This 80s show starring Johnny Depp got a movie version starring Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. That would be XXI Jump Street. Correct. Sean. Yep. Song lyrics. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's All I Need. A little bit of Tina. <laughs> that would be Mumbo Number V. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Rick. Yes, sir. This 2002 film starred Eminem as B. Rabbit. Um. <clears throat> uh, v I I I Mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Virginia. Yes. Both the English and German versions of this 83 anti-war song were hits for the band Nana. Ooh. war song. Um. This is what we're waiting for. This is it, boys. This is war. I, I don't know. Nope. Open Rick. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Rick. Uh, I'm not sure how to do this in Roman numerals. Well, give, me, um, give me the English first. Well, it's it's 99 Luftballons. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm not even going to try to do the Roman numerals. Anybody want the bonus? You said uh, 99 would be uh, L. Nope. No? no. I, I think I got it. Joe. Joe. I feel like it's I see. Oh, no, not quite. Okay. <laughs> I see. I, I see. I see what you did there, but no. It's, All right. Let, let me let me take a shot at it. Uh. Oh, I'll oh, take a shot at it, but I'm probably not going to give you the points for it because you already. Did. Okay. 
Yeah, it, it's it's I, I X C. No, no. It's X C to get nine for your tens place, and I X to get nine for your one. Ah. X C I X is ninety nine. Freaking Romans. <laughs> uh, whose actual question was that? Sean, that was your question. Man. No, that was mine. Oh no, no, that was Virginia's. Okay, so Joe, this is yours. This 1986 film about Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short, in which they save a Mexican village. I have a plethora of answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The I, 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 amigos. C. I mean, yes, not C. Correct. <laughs> it would be 100 amigos. And what? <laughs> no, I said C as in yes. Oh, and then oh, okay. nah. You sons of a motherless goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You uh, will die like dogs. <laughs> Sean, last question. Okay. <laughs> TV show. Two government agents gather artifacts with strange powers and store them in a magical facility. Ooh. Um, I'll just say it again. Two government agents gather artifacts with strange powers and store them in a magical facility. I mean, I want to. I want to say the X Files. Not the X Files. Rick. Virginia. Rick. Warehouse X I I I. Oh, I didn't watch that. <laughs> All right. Does it help that I didn't like it? <laughs> it was fine. It was fine, exactly. It was just. Mm. It was a just fine show. <laughs> My wife liked it. I didn't care. It was perfectly adequate. Exactly. Things happened, and then there was another show. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was the last question of the last round. Uh, Sean, uh, why don't you go ahead and close out the show, and then I'll give the score, my final score, as as my my dear John say. Okay. Well, okay. Before we end, I wanted to say something. I prepared a statement (laughs) for our 100th episode. I wanted to say a few words to my friends here on the show and to the audience. When I had this idea to do a podcast three years ago, I thought it would be a fun thing to do. But in the back of my head, what I expected to happen was for John to get bored with it after a couple of months. <laughs> and I would eventually uh, get tired of trying to replace him or something and, and the show and the show would be gone, you know. So I said you wish. <laughs> no, no, no. And I think 90% of the podcasts that start don't really make it past like 10 episodes before people get tired of it and move on. So this show has done more for me than you guys will probably ever know. It helped me to, well, first of all, it helped me to reconnect with John after about 15 years of not having seen or talked to him. So now we talk every week. Uh, It gave me a chance to get to know Rick better because before this show, he was, Rick was the host of one of my favorite podcasts. And I thought it was awesome that he wanted to come and do one show. Now I consider him, (laughs) 
a, a co-host of the show and a friend. And oh, um, I can't freaking get away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's given me a chance to make uh, new friends like Virginia and Joe. Uh, I've become a contributor at conventions like Alabama in, in Alabama, like Magic City Con. People come up to me and tell me that they listen all the time and that they love the show. Um, I want to thank Rita and Jamie for giving me those chances and for Joe for letting me shoehorn myself into his panels sometimes <laughs> and for joining me on some of mine. Um, and doing this show has changed the way that I watch movies. It's uh, It's changed from just saying that I like stuff or I don't like stuff to figuring <laughs> out what it is that I like or don't like about what I watch. And it's helped me to figure out the flaws that are in the things that I like and to find the good things that are in things I don't like. And it's helped me to come out of my shell. If you met me in person, I don't talk a whole lot. If you see me at a party, I'm not going to be in the middle of the crowd. I'm going to be probably in another room on my phone. <laughs> you know? But when I come on mic, it, it, it gives me a place to open up and to be myself and be comfortable with who I am. And you guys here on the show and the listeners don't know, but in my personal life, I've had a very rough couple of years. It, it, it started, my mom died a couple of years ago, and ever since then, really crappy things have happened. But this show has been my escape. You know, every time I turn on the mic and I sit down in this chair, I know I'm going to be able to leave the world behind for a couple of hours and just have a good time talking about movies and TV with my friends. And I cannot thank everyone enough. The people here on the show tonight and folks who have contributed from time to time, like Scott, Kennedy, Chris... Anthony, Chrissy, Hai-Chan, Skipper, Jeff, Brock, Brandon, Troy, all of you out there who are listening, I sincerely thank you. We couldn't or we wouldn't be able to do the show without you because if no one was listening, there'd be no way it would keep going. And I'm very thankful that you take time to download our episodes and listen to what we have to say about stuff. So, so keep listening because um, we're going to keep making the show. And... I'm making a goal now that it won't take us three years to get to episode 200. If you're if you're new <laughs> and uh, and you want to hear some of our past stuff, it's all available at cosmicpotato.com. Joe, thank you for joining us for this special occasion. You're very welcome. And where can people find you? Uh, in a few weeks, uh, you can find me with. You, sir, <laughs> at the Hoover Library Sci-Fi and Fantasy Fest. Find them on Facebook. And uh, road trip from wherever you are to Hoover, Alabama. It's free. And uh, also, uh, Labor Day weekend, I will be at Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. I am the director of the American Sci-Fi Classics track, where we talk about classic TV and movies. Such as Who Framed Roger Rabbit? They live uh, and Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> uh, I'm doing panels on all of those scared. this year at DragonCon. Yeah, we did uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special a couple a uh, couple weeks back at uh, Magic City Con. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it was, and. Um, uh, I uh, yeah so yeah we we do fun stuff all the time so find us there at classicsci-fi.dragoncon.org and I'm on the Twitters and all the social medias as Yojo Crow. Alrighty, <laughs> and uh, Rick, thank you for being part of the show and joining us again this week. 
thank you. And and can I just say that you know this was like you said it was just supposed to be like one show, uh, and uh, I have been very very honored and thrilled to be uh, caught in your gravity well here. <laughs> Uh, hmm. you know, it you got me to my first actual con in years, and it was a, a pleasure meeting you in person, and you too, Joe. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, dude, right here in my hand is, is the eight sided die you and your daughter gave to me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I keep it right here on my desk. It's something I play with when I'm podcasting. Um, Excellent. You know, this show has been a joy to work on. Uh, especially because I don't have to edit it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but thank you very much, Sean, for for uh, for continuing to have me on and for uh, being a very good friend. And John, same to you. You're a you know you're a, a cruel bastard, but I love you, man. <laughs> thank you. Why <laughs> right am you? And and let me warn you, folks, don't play words with friends with this guy. He is just a, a <laughs> freaking juggernaut. <laughs> Uh, they're clearly marked <laughs> and uh and folks you can you can check me out uh right here at the cosmic potato podcast i'm not even gonna gonna plug any of my other stuff because right now on this show this is what i'm proudest of all right thank hey. you very much and uh john it's been a great hundred episodes <laughs> did you uh do virginia virginia dropped out i think she's she's having a uh issue with her internet connection and i think she had to hang up so virginia if uh i mean you're not listening right now but you'll hear the show eventually thank you for being part of the show and we look forward to working with you some more in the future but uh but john yeah it's been a pleasure uh podcasting with you the last uh, three years hope we are able to do it for another 40 or 50 so sure Year, years not episodes years <laughs> I don't have any plans. That, that works. <laughs> and uh, and as we said before, you host another show somewhere. I do. I host uh, Captain Game Show. What you uh, heard me um, subject these people to most recently is is a sampling. That was basically how Captain Game Show goes. It's, it's usually not done in uh, old radio announcer voice, but sometimes it is. <laughs> It's um, largely unpredictable, and that's one of the things I love about it. Um, trivia, wordplay, you know, blah blah blah. But like, uh, I didn't I didn't prepare any statements. But I, I've said before on the podcast that I'm not uh, social per se. I'm, I'm not antisocial, but I mean, I'm just fine. Like, <laughs> hey, John, you want to go out? I'm fine. <laughs> And so, yeah, so a call out of the blue from Sean uh, inviting me to podcast when I had literally never listened to a podcast before. I was like, so it's like the radio. I was like, what, what do I have to do? Just talk on the phone. Yeah, okay. Talk about what? Movies? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you were going to get bored with it. Like, this is like, I mean, it is the least effort thing that I do in my life. Or at least it was. Uh, as 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 Rick so eloquently put it, I got sucked into your gravity well, and now I'm on what three podcasts, <laughs> planning two more. Yeah, yeah. You guys. So <laughs> see, it's not just me, <laughs> right? It's, not, it's I I I described it to uh, to a friend 
I was like, I've never really had a hobby before. Like I'm an, I'm an artist, so I worked on projects and no, obviously I have like pastimes and, and like play games, watch movies for recreation and stuff. But I never had a hobby. I was never like a gardener or a collector. But podcasting is is my and and I've I felt weird about it for a while. <laughs> like I'm a grown man. I should have at least one. I should have had at least one at this point. Um and 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 it has turned out to be podcasting. It, I've discovered it. Like I there's I am up late when I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Doing this when I should be doing other things. I'm thinking of of random word games when I should be, you know, I don't know, playing with my kids, I guess. I don't <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I am I am thoroughly enjoying the ride and and I and I will um uh, I will call shotgun for the next forty, fifty years. All right, yeah. When I'm uh when I'm not actually podcasting and then I'm usually on the website tweaking something on the website or or, or something. You know, something to do with the show or planning another show or something like that. So it's a bug that bites you. And when it bites you, you know, you just, you go with it. So, uh, that'll do it for the first hundred episodes of cosmic potato, the super fan talk podcast. Be sure to join us on episode one Oh one. When you might hear John say plot twist. I'm not going to tell you who won the game. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Because in part, I don't know because as you know, we often interact with other podcasts and podcasters on the Cosmic Potato, and we call them crossovers, where you know, just, but we're really just having a host on as a guest. But for something to really be a crossover event, the story would have to start on one established show and end on a different show. That Ooh. is a crossover. And Trixie. that is what we're doing here. The same game with these same players, well, I guess Sam's Virginia, if she dropped out, we'll try to get her back on. We'll continue. They'll pick up on the next episode of Captain Game Show. Tune in to find out who has won, who will win, who wins during the dramatic conclusion. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. (laughs) Well done.